Hello, listeners. Why not consider being a beloved Patreon and enjoy all the benefits that our Patreon site has to offer? You can do this by visiting www.patreon.com forward slash promoter mouths. Clinton, Solomon, Nectarine, Baptiste here. You know, the first thing I like to do, first thing in the morning, is settle down to Promoter Mouths Podcast. Let's make a start for episode number 28 of the Promoter Mouse podcast. And hello, Pablo. Hello, Kai. How are you doing? Yes, I'm doing all right. It's a warm one today. You love all that producer talk, don't you, that the listener doesn't get to hear. Before the mics go up, it's like, stand by, stand by, mics up, mics up. Oh, yeah, yeah. I do enjoy that part of it because, you know, it makes me feel like I'm in control. It makes me feel like I'm in a proper studio. If a proper studio was in your spare room. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It does feel just like that, because we've got, we've got this board thing. It's got sliders on it. It's got these little pads, and yeah. uh, it really does work. Yeah, 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 yeah. Very, very professional. Trust me, in the world of podcasting, we are full of tech. Yeah, yeah. Some people don't have this. It's a big old world, isn't it? Podcasting, podcasting world. I keep, I, I go on those uh, forums on Facebook, those little groups for podcasters, and it's because I'm a member, their messages pop up, and you hear some idle chat on there, and it's like, uh, but it's, it's good. People really supportive of each other, but you get people going, oh, I've done twenty episodes, and I'm getting, I'm getting, I'm only getting twenty listeners every episode on average. What am I doing wrong? And and most Be, people being shit. Well, no, no, no. I don't think so. That's not that. That is not it. Being not likable. No, it's not it, because it's not about inept. Listen, this is where you and I differ because it's not about listeners. It's about enjoyment, and it's oh. about it's about doing it. There's a little bit of doing it for us, whereas you're thinking, show me the money. I know that, Pablo. Show, show me the money? Yeah. I, I've not had access to that Patreon account, Kai. You have. I've given you the email address and a, and a password. Can I withdraw cash out of that if I wanted to? Yes, yeah, straight into my account. <laughs> yeah, well, there you go. <laughs> well, I haven't touched it. I haven't touched it. Thank you, Patreon yeah. listeners. Uh, we are very grateful. But the money is just sitting there, waiting yeah. for a rainy day. As Father Ted once said, the, the money was just resting in my account. It was. It's resting in the account until probably, knowing Pablo, there's a lawsuit at some point in which he says, right, we got to split this. You really don't know me at all. And then, and then he'll be counting the words we the, said, and the, that, that's what I do. I go, oh, I said seventy six words in that episode. Yeah, there'll be an anniversary piss up when you'll be. I'll be stood on your throat until you empty your wallet. That's what it'll happen. Yeah, that's what it's going to boil down to. Yeah, uh, yeah. The promoter mouth podcast. Um, but yeah, and but they're really support. Going back to it, they're really supportive, and generally, the general consensus is you're doing it. First and foremost, because you've got something to say and enjoy, and if you've got a good chemistry between us, I think we have, haven't we? 
I think we have. Yeah, I guess so. We must have. Well, we wouldn't have sat here for 28 episodes if we didn't really think it was something worth enjoying. Yeah, well, Phil and Holly had a good chemistry, didn't they? Yeah. Which one of us is touching the kids? That's yeah, what we yeah. that's what we need to worry about. Yeah, yeah. None of us. Nah. All right. All right. Anyway, we're part of a a revolution. It's you've the, got it's you, the podcast revolution. No, I, I I can't get out of my head the fact that you've got the breasts of the in the relationship here. You what? You're like the Holly of the of the pair of us. Oh, that's you. That must make oh <laughs> You can't touch my breast. When I touched your knee several episodes ago, you got quite, quite, um, <laughs> you got quite defensive. And I then just, you just touched me on the boob. I just titted you up. You did. I got titted up by Pablo, everyone. You know what? I think that's the first time I've ever titted up a ginger. Oh, nice. And how was it? I actually firmer than I thought. And Patreon listeners, if you want to get titted up by Pablo, there's a £7 Patreon membership. And and we'll see you down the king's head. And for twenty pound, you can have a go on carries. <laughs> yes, mine are worth far more. Um, let's move on to our uh, Patreon listener who has uh, contributed to the podcast with their version of the intro. Ah, here we go. Then. Shall we do that? Let's do that. This is the Promoter Mouse podcast, and I'm Dave Natras. Two rival comedy promoters happen to live in the same sleepy town in Norfolk. Rather than be at each other's throats competing for territory like crap Colombian cartel leaders, they have joined together with the aim of banging on about the UK comedy scene through the lens of also living in an idyllic English market town. Do you think... Thank you for that, Dave. <laughs> Thanks, Dave. Do you think he took it too seriously? No, well, he's, 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 he's got voiceover material. He, he's I mean, got a voice. He has a voice for this sort of thing. I, I, I kind of think a wildlife documentary for children, that I, kind of voiceover. I wonder how many times he recorded that before he sent us one. Ah, no, straight off. You think he's, that was straight he's, off he's the He's gone back? straight in there as Dave. You reckon? No. I reckon that's, <laughs> a, that's at least a 16 recording. Do you reckon? Yeah, he's done that a few times. And you need to take a run-up, Dave. If, if it was, you've got, just got to give, a, give yourself a bit of a stretch. <laughs> and go for it. Thanks, Dave. We love your voice. We, I've listened to that a few times, and it is, it's like honey. It's like nectar to the ears. I tell you what, it would be nice to have a female Patreon do a female version of that. I think, first of all, we've got to get a female Patreon. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. Oh, okay. It, be nice, it was it? almost like you were asking for one of our female patrons, of which we have none. No, we're not attracting females. <laughs> I wonder why. <laughs> well, yeah. well, there's enough females who listen to it. Females listen to this because they're nosy. They're probably worried they're going to get titted up. <laughs> uh, let's move on to... <laughs> At least one of them does regularly. Well, anyway. <laughs> Pablo, you can't say that. <laughs> Well, Mrs. Pablo listens. Well, she does. What's she going to say about that? Well, oh, that was quite funny. The other day, you you put a picture of you and Mrs. Pablo on Facebook and said, what was it? My God, she's punching. Yeah, she, she is. And I said, yeah, she will be if she sees this. And, oh. she, she, and, she, and she did. <laughs> yeah, and she I, did. <laughs> I bet she did. Yeah, right hook. Uh, shall we look at... Oh, how's your week been? <laughs> too hot. <laughs> oh, are you one of the two hot people, are you? A bit like, I don't like to moan about the weather, but last weekend I wanted to go for a run, and that was my plan. I was just 
just, just felt really lethargic, just sitting about. You know, I'd go out in the garden, and it was too hot. And then oh. I'd go back into in, in, into into the living room, sit on the sofa, and that's all sticky. And and I kept going from one end to the other, um, just trying to sort of. It, it was like one of those uh, reptiles, you know, like when they have one foot and one hand on the on the ground, and it's really hot. And then they flip it just so they don't burn the hands. Oh yeah. Yeah, it is, was, that, is that what you were like? Yeah, that's what I was like. Um, let's just rewind. So this sticky sofa. No, is it, it's is sticky it a, sofa. Is it hey, a leather what, sofa? No, it's not. No, it's well, not. Why is sofa. it sticky then? Well, it's just clammy. You know. Okay. Do, do you ever do the no-handed peel off when it gets too <laughs> it gets too hot? No-handed peel off. This is a gentleman's discussion. When it gets too hot, it, I've, I've seen Partridge do it, right? But I've, I, I, when I saw him do it, I thought I do that. And, and assumed nobody could tell. A no-handed peel-off? Yeah, basically, if it's too hot, you're just sort of standing, making out like you're going to stretch. But what you're actually doing is detaching your ball bag from your inner thigh and just letting it come off as as you're stretching. And no. then you move to the other side and do the other one. No, that, that I've never done that. God, you must have done it. No, I don't. There'll be listeners out there, male listeners, going, "Yeah, I do that." Surely, yeah, the yeah. criteria for that is you need a ball bag that hangs down on your in a in a leg. I'm fifty-two, mate. Well, any, well, anyways, I've been doing that for years, actually. Do you, you keep them tight up, like you know what I mean? I Isn't wear it? I wear underpants. Underpants. Why fronts? Um, <laughs> I'm not quite sure what they're called, but they're, no, they're not Y fronts. But uh, no, they contain. Well, they, they hold they, everything up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, what, okay. what are you wearing? Uh, boxers. Oh yeah. Yeah, and, and everything sort of sticks to everything. At else your age, in the heat. they're not really pants, are they? Oh, that's well. shorts. You're wearing shorts under your trousers. It seems a bit odd to me that yeah. concept. Well, sometimes, sometimes it's. You might not as well either wear nothing, go commando, or anyway, know, listeners, wear a nice little container pack. Have you done the no-handed peel off? Let me know. Yeah, ladies. What ladies? There what? might be a few. What? There might be a few. Let's not now. We're not going down that road again, where Could we st- where we start to assume genders. Okay. Oh. If we've got any Thai listeners, for example. Yeah, we might have. Yeah. Or the or the ladies' parts might still benefit from a peel off. Maybe that's possible. Some some women might have. No, no, I'm not going to say that. <laughs> yeah, go on. Then. No. Go on, say it. It was along the lines of when. Some women have bollocks. What? Yeah, exactly. And that's why I stopped. Oh, yeah. So don't press me on it. If I say no, just accept that, Pablo. This is why we're not getting any female listeners. Yeah, because you talk about the no-handed peel-offs. Yeah. You started that. So you're responsible for no female listeners, whereas I, on the other hand, I'm a sensitive soul, and I tend to... No, you're not. I tend to attract... (laughs) I tend to attract sensitive people, and, and lots of women are very sensitive. This is absolute horseshit. Why? You're not a sensitive soul. You're fucking <laughs> cold. Cold, you are, Kai. Oh. You are. You're the man who didn't even bloody blink and didn't bat an eyelid when somebody's running towards you with a knife. You just went, Bruh, whatever it is you did. Well, he didn't have a knife, though. Yeah, but you were saying that you had a knife. Yeah. And <laughs> what, you, what did you do? You, you, you got your phone out and started filming him. I called his bluff for the sake of TikTok. You still don't understand that, do you? No, most people have gone, there's a nutcase there. I might just get out of the way. You yeah, now I look back at it, 
There are little moments. You know when you say about you having imaginary arguments with people that don't exist about things that didn't happen? Yeah, yeah. And that thing did happen. And I sometimes look back at it and think, I could have given him a right old what strike with the elbow or something. Yeah. That might have ended even worse. Well, yeah, I didn't want to kill a man. You know, I've got killer instincts, really. That's why I didn't react. Because I- my reaction would have been to take him down, remove the knife... Yeah. yeah, and then, yeah, possibly I'd have been up for murder. I don't need that. Do you know what, Kurt? I've I had a family to bring up. I had an imaginary fight with a ginger before. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wiry little fuckers, aren't they? <laughs> they? They bite. I've put Glastonbury. Yay. Glastonbury yeah. Festival. Yes. Did you go? I sort of went from the confines and comforts of my own... Room. When I was going back and forth from the garden to the to the sofa, I was watching Glastonbury too. Yeah. But what was your highlight? Probably the Foo Fighters, and I liked Rick Astley. Which which set? His Smith set was pretty special. Did I'm you, not a did, fan of the Smiths, but seeing him do it added a little yeah. dimension of fun. It was good. I did yeah. like that. Yeah. I and uh, yeah, he's um, gone up in people's expectations. He was a bit of a joke to among many people because of his Rick Rolling. And that that's kind of taken over the internet yeah. over the last 10 years or more. And seeing him up there, seeing him doing himself justice and having the time of his life. Imagine, he's about our age, isn't he? Yeah, he's yeah. not much older, if, if he is. And look at what he's doing. Yeah, no, you know, he's living a dream, isn't he? He had a career that was, let's face it, it was a one-hit wonder, wasn't it? It wasn't. Do you not, do you not know the story of, of, of his career? Like, do you know what happened? He, he was riding... Right at the top of the charts, and he just thought, I could do without all of this. I'm sacking it. So he did. He, he finished his career in the 80s at his own will. It's not that like he crashed and burned. No, he just, I didn't. He, he just said, ah, you know what, I've had enough of this. Yeah. And, then, and and that's what he did. And then the Rick Rolling thing came round in the sort of, is it the early noughties? I think probably, yeah. yeah. And, that, and there was a bit of a renaissance, and he thought, well, you know what, you know, it might be a bit of a laugh. But still, he was a one-hit wonder. Let's face it, he had one. That that was a big hit, wasn't it? He had about four or five hits. Yeah, but they weren't. Yeah, you know, that's the big one, though, isn't it? What was it called? Never going to give you up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, that was his biggest hit. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that, 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 that's together a, forever. That's another one. Isn't it? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's not a massive hit though, is it? Compared to that one. At the time, I think it was. I think it was like number two or something. It might have even, might have even been a number number one. He was with the Blossoms, wasn't he? Yeah, Doing yeah, yeah, a yeah. Smith set. It was. It was excellent. I mean, yeah. I mean, I've said before on the pod, I really loved the Smiths. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and I, I, I tried to get tickets to to see, see him with the Blossoms a couple of years ago. Oh, was he been touring with them? He he did one brief tour and the tickets were like rocking horse poo. Now we really couldn't get hold of it. On the subject of Glastonbury, um, we are considering, aren't we? Yeah. Getting tickets. <laughs> we have. We texted each other the other night. And, and uh, When I look at it, when it, when it comes up, I always think, 350 quid? No way am I paying that for two of us each, you know, that's nearly a grand or whatever to get there and, and go. But when you look at it, let's let's say you saw Elton John the Foo Fighters, Rick Astley, and probably ten other bands, yeah. and all the other all the other trappings that come with the festival for three hundred quid. That's a bargain, actually, in a weekend. When you consider you, you couldn't get a week in bloody Benidorm for that now. No, you know what I mean. You couldn't. But but 
you try and go and see all their gigs separately, and most of them are on tour or have toured recently. Yeah, yeah. And you wouldn't have been able to get a ticket for Love Nor Money for most of those gigs. Yeah. And therefore, in three or four days, let's just say it's a year's worth of bands, really. Big bands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I reckon next year, though, it's going to have something yeah. like... The You've got to be lucky, haven't you? I've heard through the grapevine, possibly the Spice Girls. Oh, right. And very probably Taylor Swift. Right. Um, because she's on tour over here and there's like a week's gap during the festival. Oh, right. So that's all been sort of, people have done their maths. So there's two reasons not to go right there. Did, yeah, exactly. Did you see Paul McCartney was there with his wobbly head? But he, he was. It didn't, didn't do anything, did he? He did. Did he? Yeah, he went on stage with a band. Yeah, he turned up at the end of the Pretenders set. Yeah. Yeah, and just wobbled his head and fucked off again. He didn't sing. Oh, didn't he not sing? Yeah, he didn't do nothing. Oh, that's a bit just of a disappointment. Just, yeah. I wonder if he was, like, just hanging around trying to muscle in on somebody's set. Well, after and, last and year, yeah, after last year, I think he knew he had a phone number. He could say, can I come along? And he ended up bringing his family, didn't he? Yeah. For well, a weekend. He, his best mates, and he, with um, Dave Grohl now. Is he? Who was your favourite? Probably. Probably Rick Astley, actually, doing the Smiths. But the Foo Fighters, I was excited to see the Foo Fighters, but I was very disappointed that the sound was shite. It's like whoever sorted the sound for them didn't work out. It just sounded like a big mess. The sound quality, a lot of people complaining about a few bands and their sound qualities, but I'm not sure if it's an easy one to transfer to telly. We've got to understand, it's a massive live event. I think it sounded a lot, lot better if, if you, you were there. Yeah, if you were there, yeah. Yeah, because I don't think they're feeding... They're not feeding all the instruments through different channels to get it to us on the telly. They've got, a, like, a mic up somewhere. So and if, some, if there's a lot of bleed over, you're going you're gonna to get that. On some people's sets, it was brilliant. On other people's sets, it wasn't. Not on the main stage. Uh, a lot of the tents were better because I think the sound is a little bit better yeah. and it, and you're not recording it across, you there, know, there six still some pastures. Good on, the, on the main stage, there was still some good stuff. I mean, the, the Arctic Monkeys sounded all right. Yeah. Apart from the old uh, pub singing. Yeah, you mentioned that. He does, he's changed his voice, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah. It there's a really good impression that I've seen somebody do of him. I'll stick it up on the uh, Facebook page. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of the Arctic Monkeys, but they look like a decent band. Although there's something of the killers about them. You know, he's got his smart suit on and he's strutting around. He's he's let it go to his head a bit, hasn't he? He, he turned up, didn't he? The old uh, what's his name from the killers? What for Elton set? Yeah, Brandon Flowers. What what I didn't understand about Elton John set is he brought that guy on, who is quite a new artist, but is doing really well, and he sang one of his own songs. Yeah, the yeah. artist. I thought I, I thought that was very generous. Yeah, a very generous thing to do. Yeah, I saw a cracking meme about you know, you know he's, he's he's slightly infirm now, so when he was walking on stage. And, and as, he, as he was sort of walking on stage, he was like all spit unsteady on his feet. Somebody was saying, like, they the, the showed him walking on stage, and the, the caption underneath was, uh, when, 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 you, when you've just been sick in the toilets, but you want to carry on the piss up. Oh, I thought you were yeah. going to say something about bumming. Oh, God, that's disgusting, that, mate. Let's move on to what we're going to be doing this. <laughs> this. How many references to bumming do we have in each episode? Enough. <laughs> I'm sure we, there's room to squeeze some more in. <laughs> but hey, <laughs> I um, I had a thing on Sunday. Mm. I've written down Kai Viz. Oh, is this you uh, um, being a 
being a local neighbourhood job, jobs worth again? No, I wasn't doing that at all. I you, was volunteering to help out at the... Go on, what are you going to say? Get it's it the high, it's the high vis. You, 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 somebody waves a bit of high vis in front of you. You're right there. Tell you what, high vis or a lanyard. You're like, oh, yes, please. Yes, give, please, give indeed. Me. Are you going to be one of those people who has a volunteer speed camera thing? You'll be doing that yeah. next. Well, I tend to just on this street. I tend to pop out if the hair. If I'm drying my hair, I'll uh, I'll pop out with a hair dryer and point it at cars. Don't you do that? No, obviously not. Yeah, yeah. You point it at the cars and they slow down. Yeah. All right. And then they get out and chase you. Is that why you do it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I've got Kyvis. I um, did some voluntary work. For yeah. the community. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How much voluntary work for the community did you do last week, Pablo? Did this pod? That's 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 a yep. virgin on well that let, kind of territory. Let's talk about me and my voluntary work for the community for a moment. Let's talk about me. <laughs> <laughs> now the, uh, there Go was on, a, the Loddon the Loddon United Football Club had a massive tournament Did for they? for um, a side tournament for local teams and and teams far and wide. And I went over there. I said, oh, yeah, I'll help. Because uh, the guy who organises it, who I'm going to mention in a bit, um, Kev Williams, um, he helped me out with the coronation celebration. So he got a team together who got the marquee up, got all the sound system across, and he needed people to help for this. So I thought, it's the right thing to do, isn't it? Do an enable if thing. Anyway, what I didn't know it involved when I signed up was standing in the sunshine for five hours getting people safely across George Lane Crossing from the Jub to the field. Yeah. Yeah, that's what it involved. That's my voluntary. You're a trooper, aren't you? Yes, I'm also a, a white ginger boy standing in the sun for five hours. Yeah, yeah. Ask me how that went. How did that go, Kai? Yeah, uh, I, I got sunburn on my hand and wrist. Yeah. But you spent most of the time handing out flyers, right? Yes, I did. That's why you sold the fuck ton of tickets, Kai. Well, yep. Yeah. So everybody yeah. that went across, um, if they looked like that, I was like, oh, are you local? Yes, I am. Can I give you one of these? Did you get a podcast flyer to them as well? No, no. Oh, I didn't push my luck there. Uh, two at the same time. Well, yeah. All right. Yeah. Or maybe you could pop down and do your bit of voluntary work for the community and hand out a flyer as well with you, me. You don't even like football, do you? Nope. Yeah. What is it? The young boys you like? Is that what it is? Pablo... No, it was the yummy mummies <laughs> with the young boys, yeah, in their summer wear. Yeah, yeah, fair, fair, fair enough. Fair Popping enough. across the road with their ice creams, with all the ice cream dripping down their fingers. Did you have a lollipop? No, I didn't. Oh, no, I have, but I did have a walkie-talkie for a while. Oh, well, <laughs> living <laughs> a dream. I, mean, I can imagine he was a lollipop man, you know. Can you? I can totally imagine that. If, if, I reckon if you fast-forward 25, 30 years right, in time... And then come back, I reckon there'll be a, a little ginger lollipop man. Standing outside of schools. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Enticing children across the road. Yeah, giving them Werther's originals. Some things never change. <laughs> You've put Sam Chaplin and Jazz Bomb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why? Well, I went to uh, a place called Kimberley Hall for 40th with uh, Mrs Pablo. Um a friend of the pod, Steve, and his lovely wife, Marie, had a joint 40th. Kimberley Hall, near Wyndham. Have you, have you ever oh, been? I thought Kimberley Hall was a person. Did you? Kimberley Hall and Steve and Marie. 
Yeah, no, no. Kim, How is Kimberly? I, I, yeah, she's fine. She's 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 a uh, she's she's about eight hundred years old. And, oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah, bits falling off. Made of masonry. No, it's well, it's all been put together. Absolutely gorgeous place. Brilliant place to sort of spend a Saturday night. And um, yeah, we sort of chilled out in there. God, it was hot, really hot. So when you told me you spent a Saturday night in Kimberley Hall, I ah. instantly thought. I hope Miss Pablo doesn't find out, but it was a party. Yeah, well, she was there. Oh. She was in Kimberley as well. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. Kimberley Hall. Yeah, yeah. And also, a weird thing happened. Uh, um, there was a band on, and uh, they were called Sam Chaplin and, a, and Jazz Bomb. And, uh, yeah, I recommend them, and I'll probably put a... Uh, uh, I mean, I don't normally like jazz. Yeah, I, I mean, jazz is awful. But, no, uh, this, no. This, this was. A, I'll come into that in a bit. There's but, jazz, and then there's different jazz. I mean, Amy Winehouse was a jazz singer. Jamiroquai no, were jazz. I, yeah, that's shit. Honestly, oh, did you see uh, the what's the name of the guy from Jamiroquai? That J.K. Best bit of internet footage ever when he was going off to a load of uh, uh, journalists and saying, you know, strutting up and down, giving it, the, do you know who I am, and being really cocky. And he goes up to one guy, and he's about an inch away from his nose, and this old guy just headbutts him, takes him out completely. Oh, yeah, that's an old, that's really old stuff. This old but gold guy. He's honestly. back, you know he's Every back. now and then, it, I, 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 every now and then, if I'm in a, in a bad mood, I'll watch that, I'll, I'll search it out, I'll find it and watch it, and I'll just feel at peace with the world. Wow. Have you seen the one with Buzz Aldrin? What when Buzz Aldrin? Uh, um, when he headbutts J.K. from Jamiroquai? No, not I quite. Know, Buzz that. Aldrin. He's like what seventy-eight, something like that. Mm. There was a, a conspiracy theorist like hounding him. He turned around and just lamps him one. Oh, properly. does he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What a man. Is that the one where he's what saying, oh, "Would you put your hand on the Bible?" Is that the one? Something like that. Yeah, yeah. I think he's saying, "Oh, yeah, you've not been to the moon or whatever." Yeah, put your hand on the Bible and tell me. Yeah, yeah and, and then eventually he just loses it and just knocks him out. Oh. No, I have Seventy-eight-year-old man. What guy? So, what sort of? Just going what back guy? to it. What what sort of jazz was jazz bomb? Well, it was it was a jazz take on classics like um, the Bruno Mars song. What's that Bruno Mars song that everyone likes? Uptown funk. Oh yeah. And yeah. and I've seen them do like uh, twist and shout and all the rest of it. And the guy uh, Sam Chaplin, he was the front guy. He he, he was. Really charismatic sort of front guy, getting everybody into it. And eventually he had the whole room up and it was uh, bouncing. Oh, that's what you need for but, a party. Yeah, exactly. Um, what I liked about Sam as well, and uh, should have put this into praise, but actually, but what I particularly liked about him, uh, earlier on there was a, um, a double bass player and a, was it a saxophonist? I think it might have been. They were playing solo in the garden before the evening dude bit started inside. He turned up, and I didn't realise that Sam Chaplin was a... I didn't know who he was. He came along, he was making a fuss of him, he said, have you been outside for something to eat? And um, you could do with a rest, and he bought them both a drink and all the rest of it. Oh, what a nice guy. Turned out he was the lead singer of the band. And, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Very no. nice. Top guy. If if you get a chance to see Sam Chaplin and Jazz Bomb, uh, yeah, check them out. So how many were it's, there? It's not even though it's got word jazz in the in in the uh, title of the band, they're not shit. How many in the band? Twenty seven. There were not twenty seven in the band, Pablo. It was a genuine question. Five or six. Yeah, they're not going to be cheap, are they? That's not cheap booking for a wedding, is it? No, it's not cheap, but no, no, I don't want to thought so. 
That's not like your three or four hundred. You're not going to see them in the. It, it was at Kimberley Hall, Kai. I don't think I don't think we were worried about uh, Wonga at this place. Oh, is it a posh place? Is yeah, it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah. You're getting married in a posh place, aren't you? Yeah, it's not. Well, yeah, I am. Yeah, but it's not as posh as Kimberley Hall. Well, maybe it is. I don't know. I don't. Yeah, yeah, don't yeah. say that. Take that back. For the sakes of Mrs. Pablo, take that back. Uh, You're getting married in a posh place, aren't you? Yes. Yeah. Yes, yeah. I heard you are. Looks like Bridgerton. Oh, does it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It looks like Bridgerton without naked men's asses all over the shop. Mm. Let's move on to Praise B. Ah, all right, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm going to... What have you done here, Kai? No, it's what you haven't done. You've not put anything in here. Yeah, no, I'll... You've got no one to praise this week? Well, I was going to say Sam Chaplin and... You've already uh, done that, yeah. Jazz Bomb, yeah. Was that it? Yeah, that was it. All right, well, let's rattle through my praises. Yeah, go on then. Kevin Williams. You've already said him. Yeah, I mentioned him, but what a good guy. Yeah, Yeah, right. He did this... um, I didn't tell you, this football competition, I went down to do this crossing thing, went across the Jub field, and there were about 50 or more gazebos all around the fields. Yeah. There were about a thousand people there on Saturday and Sunday. Yeah. Uh, all for this football competition. Now that doesn't take a small bit of effort. And I know it's not just down to Kev, but uh, Kev and the Loddon United uh, coaches were mostly, I think, responsible for it, uh, getting everyone together. But fair play, that was a huge event. Brought a lot of people into the town. And he's a good guy. He works hard. He was there from like five in the morning till God knows what time at night. Yeah, getting it together. That's it me. Really well organised. They got people like me doing the crossing, for example. So yeah. they really know what they're doing. What time did you start at? Ten thirty. Hmm. Did you? And I was there until did you gone really? three. Because me and Mrs. Pablo drove past in the morning, and there was lots of people getting directed uh, yeah. in their vehicles with uh, wearing high vis. Yeah. And you wasn't one of them. I was there from ten thirty. Oh, was you now? Yes. I was there on the crossing. Didn't uh, didn't see you. Yeah, well, I was there from ten. Are you are you trying to say that I'm making this up? Well, I'm just saying I didn't see you. You you're suggesting that I'm lying about my high vis? I'm just saying I didn't see you. I was there. Hmm. I was in a hat. That's why, <laughs> and sunglasses. <laughs> and I was the guy with the big red wrist. No, that's, that's well, <laughs> undoubtedly. <laughs> no, you sent you sent me a picture. You said, "Oh, I've been out all day." And you sent me a selfie. You look like fucking Owen Oko. Yeah, yeah, I did. Uh, that That's my let's cross the road safely, folks, look. It's your Owen-Oko look. That's what it is. <laughs> I've put HMRC. Oh, what, in phrase B? Yeah. <laughs> is this subterfuge guy? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I've put them in here oh, because right. uh, they have... And I totally, it was totally unexpected. What tax rebate? They've given me a £2,000 tax refund. Fuck me. How did you get that? Well, we have, if you're, this is an interesting thing, right? If you're married yeah. and your partner earns less than the threshold, yeah. then they can defer that amount or they, they do some sums and they give you a, a refund. They, uh. they allow you to. But basically, you get a tax. You can get a tax refund. They they defer the amount that she hasn't used yeah. onto your tax, wow. and then you get. It's usually about two hundred and fifty quid. 
Yeah, R- roughly. It depends on, on the money. So if you're married and your partner's get under the threshold, you need to go and look it up. You need to go and apply for it. This is... This is good consumer advice here on the Promoter yeah. Mouse podcast. So if, if you work a, a, a normal job or, or your partner does uh, and yeah, gets paid over the threshold and pays tax, um, that's fine. But if they're under it, then you can apply for, for this refund. And it's a few hundred quid. We've, we've managed to claim back for the last five years. Wow. And, it's, and they keep trickling it through. But this particular one, they've done to this week was from 20 uh 2017 to 2018 wow right gets, thank you hmrc i in. i needed that yeah do you not mean we needed that because you got that because you're married no no that's so, so fine oh, no, you know, no the you, thing is though it's not all from that they've obviously gone back and oh, realized right. in checking it they've realized that i've paid far too much for that year is that what you told her okay no no it's fine it's fine it's fine. It's normally a couple of hundred quid. All right. Okay. But, yeah. Well, anyway. Uh, that's, Amazing. That, that is great news for Amazing. You. So yeah. thank you for looking at because I would not have known that at all. Yeah. And it was sitting there all this time. I, I got a cash a tax rebate once, about 700 quid, and I, I was properly on the bones of my ass. So it's it's great when you go. Well, that's a good one because I, don't, cause I, I um, don't work during the summer. I don't get paid during the summer. Uh, so that's been that's that's good timing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was already doing the sums to say, well, that's going to cost me. You know, I need to be careful. But, yeah, you know, yeah. then there's a, yeah, that's good. I might might just about be able to afford to fix my coolant leak right. <laughs> on my car. Uh, that Yeah, so that's a good one. Yeah, yeah. So anybody out there, if you, over the last few years, if your partner has earned under their tax threshold, uh, then go and have a look because there's money due. Finally on Praise B. Yeah. I've got this. There's a new thing I just saw before we came online. Uh, West End Comedy Club yeah. are offering bursaries to working class comedians to go up to Edinburgh. Oh, that's, that's really that, nice. Yeah, that is good. That's yeah. a comedy one. So Megan, um, uh, I've put Megan Bursa. That doesn't look right, does it? That's not a name. No. Giving yeah. out bursaries. I've made a mistake there. Yeah. Someone called Megan. <laughs> <laughs> and it's with um, Best in Class and Sean Davis. Uh, they won the panel prize at the Edinburgh Festival last year. Now, yep, working class comedians is making it a bit more inclusive because it's costing a fortune for people yeah, to yeah. go up there. Um, and it's excluding. It just means that there are act, there are people without the money or without who just can't risk the money uh, not going up to Edinburgh. And so... They're doing that. Now, this is going to go out late, but you can still apply if you are of that uh, category. And uh, you can apply by July the 5th. Just right. go and check w- it out. Get a wiggle on. Over the years, I've seen countless uh, arguments on social media uh, forums about the fact that at um, Edinburgh, you can only really do it if you're wealthy. And if you're not wealthy... Um, you're struggling to get yourself noticed because it costs so much to do. Um, yeah, and there is a bit of a, a class divide in comedy, I think. Well, there are, yeah, occasionally get people sort of bouncing from, well, b- bouncing from the uh, sort of a working class to mix it in with the others. But uh, I'd say they're, they're in the uh, minority, aren't they? Yeah, you I know? mean, you've got the free festival up there, but that is that is is really going to be acts going up there and it's going to cost them their accommodation... Yeah. Food and travel, and that's, that's a fair chunk. A combination yeah. in Edinburgh during August, 
Yeah. I mean, I, mean, I, I wouldn't go up for a few days. I can't justify it. I'd rather, I'd rather go to the beach. I went up one year and slept in a hire car. Yeah, well, this is it. This is what you, this kind of bullshit you have to do. And I went to the swimming pool every morning, the Olympic swimming pool. Just, just uh, I had a clicked. swim and a shower and yeah, yeah. got my head together and, uh, and went back, parked up outside the Pleasance, pretty yeah. much. And that was where I was based. Yeah. It was only for a few days, but it was the cheapest option. Yeah. I, I, I don't mind that sort of thing. I wouldn't do it now, maybe. Yeah. So that's, well, you do, you do that kind of thing as a, as a younger man. When, when you're approaching your 50s or in your 50s, that's the kind of thing you fancy sacking off. Don't yeah, you? You know absolutely. I mean? But um, there are people going up there this year who are going to be properly rinsed out by it, mm. I think. Yeah. And they're doing it because it's the thing you do. They love doing it. But uh, I think some agencies might subsidise it because it's good, potentially good for uh, for future bookings and things like that. It's, it's, it's filtering out a lot of talent, isn't it? The measure should be how funny you are, not how much you can afford it. And that's the, that's the thing now with, uh, with Edinburgh Festival. You've got to be able to afford it to be able to do it. And if you've got decent jobbing comedians who are earning 50, 60 grand a year, maybe. I, don't, I think they're still... You know, there's quite a, that's kind of the bracket, isn't it? Yeah, for, yeah. for many, um, they're going up there knowing it might cost them ten grand. Yeah, some of them. Yeah, even then, I mean, it's you know, even if you got that kind of money, ten ten grand, how are you going to justify that? You know, it's hard. It and, is hard. And they're working for pocket money, a lot of them, anyway. But yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know the the maths of it. I don't know the economics of it. But uh, yeah. So well done to West End Comedy Club and Best in Class for offering a little lifeline mm. to acts that might otherwise uh, not have a chance. <laughs> Let's move on to comedy rumours. Forward slash. Shithousery. Yeah, you've put Rise of the Agents. Yes. That sounds like a Star Wars film or it something. It does, like, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah, I'm yeah. seeing a lot on social media now, a lot of agents signing up. Loads of comedians across the board. I don't normally see it so prominently. It's normally quite, it's not a covert operation, or maybe acts are just a little bit more prominent on social media. Um, but there's quite a few acts. What, uh, uh, these new agents or existing agencies? Um... Existing agencies who, who are signing up acts, and maybe it's just, uh, yeah, there's, I've seen about 10 this week. Try to get the new blood in. Maybe, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah there's, there's a few. Um, they seem to be getting busy, agents. And I think co- that's a good time for comedy. You wouldn't be signing up acts if there wasn't gigs out there, would you? There's a little bit of a, another dynamic going on as well, isn't there? Because the time of the agent could be could be um, coming, into, coming to an end. No, I don't think so. And, and at the time of the gatekeeper, just generally. I mean, comedians... We'll come on to this, I think. But comedians are... Um, Doing it themselves, aren't they? Um, and and you know, if they're getting a following because of what they're doing through uh, social media and what have you, um, a lot of them well, cre- you, you increasingly s- so don't need agencies quite so much because they're building their own audiences. Yeah, I don't think that's uh, as widespread as that, that There's a select few who have managed to make that their thing. I think that you've still got the big players, off the curb and Avalon and so on. And once they take you on, I think they. They do have a lot of control over. 
They do have a lot of control over what you do, but they're not the same golden bullet they used to be. And what you don't do, of course. Yeah. You know, They're not the same golden bullet because they used to be able to push you onto um, Live at the Apollo when it was prime time. It's no longer prime time because Live at the Apollo is having to compete with online. So it, it goes, it goes uh, you know, it's slightly... Whilst they're powerful within the comedy industry, they're still a force. You know, these big agencies, Avalon and Off the Curb and uh, Comedy Store as well, you know, they're, they're still major players. But collectively, they're not as potent as they used to be because of the online presence. Yeah, but they'll look, they do look it's after true. you. Go to Liverpool and ask somebody up there. Mm. And they'll, they'll go, well, yeah. Okay. What now? Yeah, go on. Off you go. Go <laughs> on, come on. I'm talking about the comedy store. No, no, I'm talking about hot water and what they do, and, and there are other people doing similar as well, aren't they? That's looking good. Yeah. They're starting to trickle out some uh, stuff at hot water now yeah, yeah. about that new build, and it does look magic. You know those rooms. How long before they become the next corporate, rather than being the sort of have a go heroes, the, the the punk rock of comedy? How long before they're the next bloody comedy store or Avalon? Well, when they open, yeah. uh, I think they're going to be massive. Yeah, yeah. They've got a lot of yeah, a lot of money behind them clearly to build a new venue like that, and they'll have a lot of commitment to make sure it carries on working. Do you, do you remember when Coldplay was an indie band? Um, no. Yeah. Well, they were same sort of thing. Same sort of thing, and then they become this huge beast. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think I think Can Hot Water. That's called success, I guess. They have become quite a beast, and deservedly so, I'd say. Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there are others as well that are doing it well. There's, a, there's some de- decent podcasters who, who are comedians who are selling out arenas. Yeah, you know, true. Yeah, yeah. Dan Nightingale. Yeah, and Freddie Quinn. Yeah, yeah. I, I just, I just hope they hurry up and uh, get their stuff together so that then WCB Comedy and Shaft of Wit can then spread our wings. Because mm. at the moment, you know, they're just getting in the way, aren't they? <laughs> You've put endless bloody tours. Ah, it's just a little bit of a moan for me. I've noticed that all the acts that I need to book uh, for my headline spots are bloody touring. And if if I want to book somebody, I've got to check their tour dates. And a lot of them won't do a headline spot in the middle of a tour. And and even even some of the acts that uh, I've booked for the other slots now, they're touring as well, mm. you know, and it's like, oh, God. Uh, well, it goes back to what I was just saying. They're doing it for themselves, you know what I mean? They don't need, uh, a lot of them don't need to do headline sports at the club. It's like what we're doing. Um, they'll do a tour and, you know, yeah, and, a lot and, of them, and the numbers work a lot better for them as well, I guess. And some of them will come back and do that when they're trying out new material. Yeah, they will. And uh, uh, When they're preparing for the next tour yeah, or when they come off their tour, they need to bridge that gap. Yeah, 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 this is what I found. But when you look at someone like Gary Delaney, who's done something like 300 he, dates... He was in a lot of stuff last week. Oh, was he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the, he's, he's, he's the Gary Britannia. In, Gary in Punderland. No, that's uh, yeah, I'm a, at the marina. At the marina, yeah. Yeah, yeah he's, he's on about 300 dates. And yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure he's done really well out of that. So he's, <laughs> he's, Yeah, he sells really well wherever he goes. Fair play to them. Look, I, I, it, it's, did, it's only in shit sales because he doesn't suit me when I want some book hacks. But he came and did <laughs> Wisby really. two years ago. It was November the 5th, uh, not last year, the year before, and sold that out. And now he's doing the rounds. He's still touring on the same tour two years later. Yeah. 
and doing he's doing the venues again with the same tour now yeah. he's he's gone full circle uh long may it last gary delaney was the first guy who ever headlined for me at Galston at the um Where's my gig, Kai? I'm getting tired now. Are, are, are <laughs> Already? They, are they... We've only been going for 40 minutes. Oh, right. Yeah. It, it was my first headline act for my Galston gig at the Ocean Room. And I, and I wasn't even there because I had bloody COVID. Mm. And, I, and I love him as an act. And, and I had the opportunity. Oh, you had to, COVID, yeah. Yeah, I had COVID. And I had an opportunity to meet him and, and, and actually see him perform under my own Bloody payroll. Nice. And, uh, yeah. Well, I had Gary... Just saw some nice pictures. I had Gary... I've booked Gary a few times over the years. I think, you know, right back when he started out, about 15 years ago or so. Uh, but I had him booked for a double up in Chedgrave at the White Horse. Oh, wow. And Thurn at the Lion with Tanya Lee Davis... That was the gig, and they were going to double up and, and zoom across and do the double up on the same night. Yeah. And it was right as COVID was picking up pace, and he um, he has some uh, medical concerns, which meant that he just had to can the gig on uh, fairly close to the to the thing. And I, I was heartbroken, you know, refunding all the tickets. Uh, I just had, I, I just cancelled both the gigs. It was it was as as. Uh, Gigs were being cancelled, and we held out and we held out, and he cancelled that. And then two years later, yeah, he's touring, and certainly the the fees for booking him were far higher. Oh. I was gutted. Yeah, he was doing that. I'd sold out both venues. <laughs> um, I've put and you put clip art pressure for online content. There's been a thing, hasn't there, about people... I'm not quite sure what, what the main point of it is, um, but it's about the pressure for comedians to be putting clips on TikTok, yeah. Reels and YouTube. O- online, co- online content, yeah. They all think they should be doing it. And, and as a result, we've got a bloody absolute litany of like middle-aged men doing stupid dancing because of it. That's my biggest issue with it. Like, stop fucking dancing, pulling those faces at the camera. Oh, there's a few of them doing that. There's an awful lot of them doing it now. Yeah. It's like, really? I mean, surely you see the first one do it, you think, he looks a bit of a knob. You, and, and, and you don't think, he looks a bit of a knob, I'll do that as well, do you? No, Pablo, these are people that we've grown to like and admire. I yeah. don't think you can... Well, they are. <laughs> and then you see them doing this... I don't think you can criticise their yeah, creative sw- output. Swinging the hips. I look with with that look on the face, and you're going, "You're a middle aged man." I know, I know, I know that part of the humour comes because they're doing the dance, and because there's a juxtaposition with the being a middle aged man swinging their hips around and putting themselves in that vulnerable position. Do you know what the worst but thing about it just, is? Just stop it. The worst thing about it is that they do that. Yeah. They put it out there. And they've got like fourteen likes on it after yeah. a week, and you're yeah. like, yeah, that, that yeah. speaks that, volumes. <laughs> that's tumbleweed. The same acts would, would would say, "Oh, I've just had a sandwich," and get like eighty sycophantic likes. You know what I mean? And it, uh, well, yeah, and it, it it could have an opposite effect, couldn't it? What's that? You know, instead of attracting more, oh, you could put people of an off. audience. Yeah, and, yeah, 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 yeah. You look at that, and you think, oh, really? Yeah, yeah. But there are a few. There are a few quite prominent acts that are doing it and um 
I'm not one to criticise. No, well, I am criticising, aren't I? You're not one to criticise it. This section's called Comedy Rumours forward slash your towsery. No, I don't You like... need to be one to criticise, otherwise this bit doesn't work. Well, I don't... I'm not sure, then, whether I should speak <laughs> anymore. <laughs> I, well, I'm, I, I, don't don't wanna, I want you to. I don't want to upset anyone. Oh, well, uh... I like to remain on firmly on the fence. Oh, right, is this somebody you like? No. Who, who, who's been making an oven of themselves that you can't talk about? Well, there's a few out there, aren't there? <laughs> that might be friends of friends. You don't want to upset them. No, of course not. You might want to book them soon. Yeah, I know. Well, I might not have to carry on doing that daft dancing. Yep, yeah, I'm going to, yeah. Next time I, I, I send out a thing for people to apply for gigs, I might just put, have you done a silly dance on TikTok? <laughs> And they can say yes or no. <laughs> that might help me. <laughs> How many likes did it have? Yeah. <laughs> did, 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 did I nearly break my toes stopping and curl watching you on fucking TikTok? Please provide a link to that TikTok oh. before we proceed. I mean, there is a pressure for people to sort of uh, jump on the gravy train with all this new social media and things only lasting sort of, you know... 20 seconds or whatever. But what I think this was about as well is the the um, the clips on TikTok and is it was a little bit about how some acts are just burning themselves out trying to sustain that presence online. Right. Um, I get that. Some are doing material to camera to... Just to keep the algorithm going. Keep it going. Yeah. And some don't do it because they think, oh, I, you know, I must protect my material and so on. Uh, but the reality is, unless you're going to get millions of views, you you know, your audience at the, in the back room in Chedgrave aren't going to give a shit. And they do want to see. It's like when you see clips online on YouTube, there's a load of material out there. And you kind of don't mind acts doing the same material if they come to your gig. Because the reality is... Out of 60 people, even if I've put an advert out with a YouTube clip of the whole of somebody's set, even if they come and did it verbatim, you people, know, people two, two, like or three, it, two or three might have seen the video. And still like it, because they forget. It doesn't know, matter. and I people think People haven't got that attention span. Yeah, I think acts do need to keep putting stuff out there, and I think they will see. And again, case in point, the Hot Water crew, they have absolutely thrived off of social media. Yeah. Yeah, Paul right. Smith in people, particular. People have seen that. But I'll tell you what, though, when I said a minute ago, slave to the algorithm, I, th- I think there's more truth in that than what people um, would consider. I was watching this YouTuber I know. Um, I only recently started watching him. And I noticed that his output was absolutely prolific. He was p- posting a video every day. And then he posted a video about a week ago saying something like, the dark side of YouTube. I thought, oh, well, that caught me attention. So I had a look at it. The bloke's nearly in tears. Basically, he, he's, he, was, he did a piece to camera basically saying that if you stop feeding the algorithm, it punishes you and you get a lot less likes. Mm. So, so to, to get, get the likes and the income in his case, because that's all he did, just YouTube, he had to do it every day. Every time he stopped, it was like he went back about 10 paces. Yep. He was good as dead. He was good as dead. So this is maybe what's going... This might be why we're seeing the fucking daft dances, thinking about it. Okay, yeah. People just wanting their TikTok things just to be maintained. Yeah, they do reward you for just yeah. putting more stuff out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I've had some good hits on TikTok with videos that I've put out, which aren't always original, but uh, sometimes they fly. And yeah, yeah. and yeah, I, I put one out which I'd um, cut together with 
my computer and then I uploaded it, they get a lot less. So uh, a lot less attention uh, because if it's made, if you are a TikTok, if you are listening and you do TikTok, if you make your videos within the TikTok app, it gets far better coverage than if you upload a video that you've, you know, created on a on a on Premiere or whatever, exactly. or on Movie Maker. So yeah, I think it's a particularly malignant um, part of social media, TikTok. And not only that, it's it's, it's actually controlled by the Chinese state. And this, this is not actual uh, conspiracy theory. And and what we get, we get pictures of young girls dancing or fucking idiots sticking their I heads, don't, Pablo. He- head, heads in microwaves or whatever. This is what I hear. But over in China, they get videos of bloody science experiments. They use it to educate theirs. Over here, we get all the shit, all, all, the, all the divisive stuff. Well, no, we don't so, so have they, a lot they, of educational stuff going on there, maybe. Maybe they've, they've restricted the use... Kai, I, I, I think it's been looked into. That we we get the shit. They they they, they and, and they've got us addicted to basically crap, vis, no, vis, well, visual crap. I find it educational. <laughs> I baked a, well, a no bake. I made a no bake cheesecake the other day, which I'd seen the the recipe and the process on TikTok. Yeah, but how much other crap did you have to get through to watch that? Um, I tell you what, that. that it, it is it is a malignant, horrible bit of software. I find it quite addictive, but it's no no more addictive than yeah. than reels. Yeah, I find yeah, myself yeah. flicking through reels. Reels are a bit shit though. The Facebook reels because they're only a minute long are nonsense. You can't get anything. It, it just stops basically after a minute. Whereas a TikTok's about three minutes. I like those uh, pieces of camera you get from the traveller guys. Calling out the other traveller family from the other part of the country. Oh when yeah. Basically offering them out for fight. And they take it in turn to shout at the camera. There was, there was big, big, big fat lads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there's, then a few weeks later, there's, there's a bare knuckle fight yeah, in yeah, a yeah. car park yeah, somewhere. Yeah. And you read the comments, it's going, <laughs> "Fair play, fair play, two top guys, good fight." There was, there was one bloke um, I've seen clearly a very wealthy man who'd been burgled for watches, jewelry, and a disc drive. Yeah, portable disc drive. Yeah. And he came on and he's just doing a thing to camera saying, if you stole my disc drive, I'm gonna, I will give you £100,000 to bring it back because it has photos of my family on it, me and my family. If you have a look at it, you'll see there are photos of me and my family. And I can't help... And £100,000, he said, I'll also up it to £200,000 if you let me fight one of the people. You can choose who it is. If you let me fight one of the people that... Stole came it. into my house and then he starts insulting them a bit. Uh, but he's offering this massive cash reward. Right. I can't help thinking that he's got his Bitcoin codes stored in there somewhere. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> £100,000. Was, was this a, just an ordinary guy or a traveller or what? No, well, no, the guy calling him out is a very wealthy, clearly a very wealthy yeah, businessman right. who's right, got right. 100 grand to give to get his disk drive back. Now, speaking of which, did you say, I know it's probably bullshit, but do you see uh, uh, Elon Musk and. Um, Zuckerberg are going to have a fight. Yeah, I the, mean, what world we live in. Elon Musk's mum has said he's he's not allowed to do it. Well, that, was, that was what I did. We talk about this last week. No, 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 no. Well, Elon Musk's mum's probably right because Zuckerberg is a Jiu-Jitsu champion or something. <laughs> <laughs> he completely bloody tanny's ass for him. Why would? Yeah, it just becomes a bit of a circus, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Oh, Bamblo, you've got some advice for new acts. No, I haven't. <laughs> 
Let's move on to parking like a twat in London. <laughs> Jed Grave, yes. um, you've put seagull news. Oh, you and your seagulls, Pablo. Well, you know what? There was more seagull news this week. It led me into a bit of a rabbit hole or a seagull hole, if you will. Seagull's nest? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, do they have nests? Yeah, they're birds. Do all birds have nests? Some of them have, like, holes that they put well, their heads out They're still of. classed as a nest inside the hole. Oh, really? Yeah. What chickens do they have nests? Coop. Eh? Seagull nest? <laughs> yeah, you're right. Sorry, yeah, yeah. I, I take it all back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, there was more news about uh, uh, the, the chap who abused the seagull. Um, he's getting sentenced. So let, can we just open that? Can we have a little look? He's getting sentenced. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Last last week we uh, reported that a bloke, he basically caught, grabbed hold of a seagull and uh, basically knocked one out over a seagull. <laughs> look, look, he looks a bit like a seagull. He does guy, look like a seagull warrior. So, man, who, man who abused... This was in the Lower Stuff Journal. This. this was last week's news. And it wasn't even in... It, no, this is this week's news. This is today. And this this was in the Lower Stuff Journal. And this didn't even happen in Lower Stuff. But such is the fascination of seagulls in Lower Stuff. This was in there. David Lee, 40, from Roker Avenue, Sunderland, admitted causing unnecessary suffering to the bird at 1am last August 17th. One in the morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Except a bird at one in the morning. We've all done it. Yeah, (laughs) straight from the kebab shop. South Tyneside Magistrates Court was shown CCTV of the bizarre incident which happened in the back street of Gladstone Street, Sunderland, where Lee pleaded guilty in April. The court heard Lee chase one bird before picking up a smaller gull and was caught on CCTV looking at his phone whilst holding the bird between his legs and masturbating. Actually says that. They've actually written it down. And this is Reading Hour with the Promoter Mouths. I think that's worthy of a reading out. I think it holds its own. Well, it's, last, it's last week, though, isn't it? It's not. This is this week's news. It's dated today. It's not another man, though, is it? Yeah, but he's, but he's been up... Well, we talked about this last week. But it's in the news again, Kai. And it's in the Lower Stuff Journal, which makes it relevant. OK. Yeah. If it's in the... Yeah. Yeah, it's in the Lower Stuff Journal. Nice. You've got a lovely reading voice. Yeah, thank you. Lee was arrested at a nearby takeaway and told police he picked up the gull because he thought it was hurt and was looking on his phone to find out what he should do. Yeah. But instead of searching for a vet's phone number, as he claimed to have done, police checks revealed that Lee had actually been looking at porn sites, the yep. court was told. The sentence was adjourned to allow for a psychiatric report to be prepared. There we go. Uh, yeah, we did talk about this last week, didn't we? We did. Yeah, yeah. We did. In I think we should leave detail. it in for flavour. I mean, we've got to post that. I mean, his face. I mean, that, that is the face of a man that's been wanking over a seagull. If you, if you could imagine what what a man who got caught wanking over a seagull would look like, that is him. That's exactly that face. He doesn't look happy, does he? Imagine having that. Is That is your... That is going to be attached to your name forever now, mate, online. What a legacy. Any any job you go for. Yeah, yeah. You look familiar, mate. <laughs> any job you go for, mate, you're going to look him up and it will be like, oh, that's David Lee, the seagull yeah, warrior. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, click on the next one. There's another story about seagulls. I, um, I did some teacher training in Torquay. There was a group of us who did our PGCE part of our course and we all went off and got jobs. And then a few years later... 
uh, I thought, oh, I wonder what happened to him. So I checked out his name yeah. online. Child porn, wasn't it? Uh, so he, it's always, he, always with the kiddie porn, isn't it? Yeah, he'd been, he, was, he lived in Taunton and he'd been found to have indecent images of pupils. Yeah. Um, no, 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 he had indecent images of kids, but he'd also been picking the um, profile pictures of some of his students offline, um, which doesn't, doesn't go down well. And he actually went. He actually taught in a school with Billy Bragg's kids. Oh, really? Down, yeah, down in uh, down in Devon. Um, and I, that, thought, I thought he was more Essex. No, he lived oh. down in. Uh, yep, down in Devon okay. on the Jurassic Coast. All right. Um, but that's going to be attached to his name forever. Imagine that. You go, and that's what happens. It, it flashes up. So if you'd like to go and search up Paul Dunn. Online, you'll see see what he's been up to. Oh, here we go again. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I've got I've got to say this now. <laughs> I've said this on one episode. Yeah, in case, you say this. In case you missed this, that there's there's in lower stuff there were three Paul Duns, right? One of them was me, even though I don't live there anymore very much. <laughs> another one was another guy. Let them find it out for themselves. Well, let me repeat once more. I am neither a chef or a nonce. <laughs> now, you've also got another seagull story. In stuff, yeah, yeah, yeah. I found it. People are coming here, actually. There's a lot of avian experts who come to the Promoter Mouth podcast for news on uh, local seabirds. I definitely, you know, I thought we might have a... We should do a Patreon special about seagulls. We should. That would be a good one. Not sure how it might pan out. Should we just go down the beach and just feed chips to seagulls whilst we're recording? No, no I think enough. there's enough... St- Look, if you Google lower stuff than seagulls and click on the news icon, there's a wealth of bloody seagull stories. If you do that for the whole of England... I mean, lower stuff's not the only seagully town in the place. I mean, the armour's got one. Yeah. Click on that. But please, seagulls are not the only birds you can look up. Well, it's the only bird that we're bothered about. And pigeons. Yeah. What about, yeah. What about dirty birds? What do you mean, Kelly? Well, I mean, the sort that you get in Lowestoft. What do you mean? After what, hours. Out, the... Outside of Weatherspoons. Well, like seagulls? No. no. We're talking about the ones that are, let's say, of a certain disposition. Are you talking... No, you can't be calling females birds. That's what you're after doing, isn't it? No. <laughs> Is. Whatever next, don't put words in my yeah, mouth. Yeah. Let's see where you're going with that. No Go wonder on, we what, haven't what, got a bloody woman Patreon. What's this one, Pablo? You and your attitude. You and your bird talk. Well, click on it. Are we going to... Yes. Let's have some more reading from Pablo. Shut up. It's just inspirational. What have we got? So, Chapter it, two. It, 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 <laughs> you put I accept on the uh, thing there. So, seagull shot in the head in Carlton Colville, middle of stuff. And it literally is the fucking Bronx, isn't it? Like, you, it's like a proper shit Bronx. Do you think it was David Lee trying to shut up all the birds? So they don't. Maybe that was another one of the birds that he was worrying. He's going around trying to silence any witnesses. Who's this? David Lee. Who's David Lee? Seagull wanker. Oh, yeah, that guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, do you think it's him? Yeah, it could be. Couldn't it was it, a yeah. hit on yeah. another bird. It's like, keep her quiet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Oh, look, I tell you what, listener, I'll just post this on the Patreon. You can read all about the seagulls shot in the head in Carlton Colville near Lower Stuft. I tell you what, it's a little bit of a insight here into, uh, what's this, urologist begs Brits to shrink prostrate with this tip every morning. Do you what? know how you get those adverts that you... Hang on. This, um, this is this is your cookies showing this. Imagine that you if went... You, no, if, you, if you've got a problem with your prostate guy. No, imagine if you went to a urologist. You've been sticking your finger up your butt bottle no, again. Imagine if you went to a urologist, right, and he said, I can shrink your prostate with this tip. <laughs> 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 Every morning. <laughs> that, that wouldn't be a real doctor. Again, with the bombing. Nothing. I didn't. Not at no point. Honestly, it's always about bloody bombing with you. I mean, well, come on. You know, everything is a butt plug if you're brave enough. <laughs> I've put what a banker. What's this about, Kai? This is for parking like a twat in Ch- Loddon and Chedgrave. The Terrace Bistro and Restaurant. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which used to be a bank. Yes. Is up for sale. Uh, yeah, he didn't really settle in, did he? It was always a mediocre eatery. Did a weird breakfast. Ever go over there for breakfast? No. He, he, he had a weird take on a full English. So instead of uh, sausages, you got like a sausage roll. Nice sausage roll, but like not what you want for breakfast. Okay. Instead of bacon, you got a lump of th- thick ham. Oh. Yeah, and then he and he got um, he got beans and egg and stuff. He used to do the cooking. Yeah, well, that'd be out the where, back. Yeah, so he's gone. Well, I'll tell you what, I'll do. I'll do this instead. It was a bit of a vanity project. Yeah. For him and his rich mates. Right. I can sort of see like he had a wacky take on a full English, and it was a. That, and you know me, Kai, there's one thing I can't stand, and that's a wacky take on a full English. Yes. Yeah. I know that, Pablo. You can't even omit the black pudding and you start getting a little bit twitchy. Mm, I do. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it was, um, it's, it's, I don't, it won't open again, I guess, as a, as the terrace bistro. When they took the chandeliers down, I knew it was curtains, uh, personally. When, thinking... when they removed his Steinway or whatever it was that he had in there. Were the chandeliers there when the bank was there? No. Yeah. Well, that, that came from his house. Yeah. It's always a red flag, that for me, chandeliers and like when... And grand uh, pianos. Yeah, yeah. Next to like your... Yeah, next yeah. to the counter. Yeah. It's, it's it just, was a weird setup. Anyway. Yeah, I've it, seen that before. It was like weird. a storage room for stuff that he'd taken out of his house. I mean, it was nice. It was nice inside. Uh, but there you go. <laughs> got got swatted by Oh, yeah, <laughs> that was funny, wasn't it? When his sign went missing and then yeah. somebody punched him. and Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were never really friends, were they? <laughs> Let's move on to opinion whores. Ah, you've put not worthy. Yeah, I put not worthy. I, we talked about Glastonbury earlier, didn't yeah, we? Yeah. Um, there were some bands on there that I don't feel should have been in the prominent spots that they were in. One yeah. in particular was Guns N' Roses. I just didn't see how they could be your Saturday night headliner with Axl Rose sounding like a, a bit of a car crash, really. I listened to it on the he radio. sounded awful. On the way back from uh, Kimberley Hall. I, I heard it on the radio. And uh, 
And it just, yeah, it sounded a bit of a din. Guns N' Roses was never my thing. No, never my thing. But Slash was amazing. Everyone's saying Slash, Slash, Slash. And I think he'll go away from it with a very positive bit of PR because uh, he was amazing. But Axl Rose, for the, since he's launched that new tour, everybody's been posting stuff online showing how bad his voice is. And it is. It's shot to pieces because he, he spent, what, 10 years screaming down the microphone. It just didn't hold out. Yeah, um, but that was one. Probably shoving white stuff up his hooter, allegedly. Yeah. Well, he's, yeah, sound-wise, I think a lot of these artists aren't at their peak, and I think there are better ones out there that probably could have could have done a bit better. As we touched on before, the sound was shite. You know, the mm. the, the, the sound engineer for the telly it was, and it was hitting this. Some were better than others. I've put art on opinion whores. Art. That's quite divisive, isn't it? What's your opinion about art? Which bit of art? Do you like it? Like paintings on walls? Uh, yeah, yeah. The reason I put it on there is because there was, um, in in Yark, Great Yarmouth Library, there was quite, and I feel bad for forgetting his name, and I was looking it up and I couldn't find it, um, there was quite a prolific local artist oh, right. who painted these massive canvases, and yeah. some of them in the bit of the style of like Picasso and... They were very personal, and it was he's like in his 80s. Mm. Um, he's got throat cancer, and so this was arguably his final big display, and he had them all up, yeah. covering the walls. Um, amazing bits of work, an amazing body of work. Um, and if I find the link, I will send, we'll, we'll put it on the page. But anyway, a really prolific artist. He was friends with um, all sorts of other famous pop artists. and, all, and Andy and Warhol? Not Andy Warhol. Um, we're, um, He's like the only one that people can remember. Who's the guy Self? Like a, oh, a Will Self. Will Self. Is it Will Self or is he a? Is he a comedian? No. His, no, Will Self is okay. a pop artist, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah. So he's friends with him. And he's local as well. Isn't yeah, he? that's right. Yeah. You're, yeah that. So anyway, he had a, he had a portrait that he'd made of him and everything on these walls. Amazing. These huge, impressive canvases. One of the pictures was of him. He'd gone to see his mother and it was too late to see her before she passed. And he painted this really dark canvas of him there and his mother's sort of on a deathbed. And it was just a, just really emotional, stunning work. Anyway, I was in the library and then he was there for about two or three weeks. Um, and he was there every day, even though he's in, in poor health. He was there greeting people and talking them through. There was a guy sat at the table and I overheard him say to somebody that he's doing his art now. And he was... Um, drawing or something, just this random guy. So I thought I'll do the teacher thing, and I I popped over and said, "Oh, sorry, did I just hear you do art?" Um, and he said, "Yeah." Um, and I said, "Oh, do you know this guy here is a really prolific, quite a famous artist um, as well?" With and he goes, "Not interested." He said, "It's a load of shit to me." He said, "My stuff's far different to this. I'm I'm just not interested." And I was like, "Whoa, okay." Anyway. Three weeks later, I'm back there with my student, and this same guy walks upstairs, looks around, and they, t- they were taking all the pictures away the day before, so on Tuesday, he comes up the stairs, looks around, and it's empty, and he's going, yes, it's gone, yeah, yes, he's punching the air, because he was that all these amazing, huge canvases had gone, and then he sat down and was doing a bit of his drawing, and I thought, what a f- weird fucker. If you like your art, if you're an artist, surely you've got to respect other artists in that sense. Yeah, but so. he was he was really quite, yeah, quite aggressively against what this art represented, and and I, I thought 
Well, that's a weird one. I'm it not like that. One, I mean, I'll walk around a gallery and I'll go spinning around it. I'll go around it really quick, and then I'll go back and look at some of the bits I I kind of want to spend a bit more time having a look at. The, the nudie ladies. Them, yeah. absolutely. All the pre-Raphaelites. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, you, aren't you, they the young ones? No, no, oh, no, 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 no. Pre-Raphaelites are the ones with the fat asses. Okay, yeah, them, yeah, yeah them, um, and the um, cultured. Yeah. Um, sharks in tanks. Yeah, yeah, seen that. Yeah, uh, beds with jizz on them. Oh, hers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 You don't need to go far for that, do you, Pablo? You don't need to go to the literally. Tate Modern for that. Yeah, literally, don't have to get out of bed for it. <laughs> <laughs> bed sheets like prawn crackers. Anyway, art, art, art. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, art. <laughs> it's Art Hour on the Promoter Labs. Let's move on to Hellfire and Damnation. In this section, we outline a scenario where each one of us has been wronged or where we think someone or something should be thrown into the pits of hell. Right. You've put standing on the shoulders of assholes. I have. Yes, festival etiquette. Going back to Glastonbury, watching it on the telly. Mm-hmm. Who are these twats sitting on people's shoulders to get a better view? Oh, yeah. If you're vertically challenged like me, the chances are you're better off either getting right at the front or staying well back up the slopes because they are pissing everybody off behind you. Yeah, they're normally quite pleasant to look at on the telly, though, aren't they? It's usually a skinny... Yeah, you don't normally see any massive fat blokes, do you, on the top of shoulders? No, no they're not that... I, I will say that there was one occasion when it was all right, and that was during... And it goes back to probably 20, maybe 13. I went to Glastonbury, 2012, maybe. Um, and Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds were on. Yeah. And he was doing... Was it... Um, was the Kylie thing... Without no, no, it wasn't. But there was he was doing a track, and I'm going to put this on the Facebook page. Anyway, he was singing a song, and it was an amazing moment where suddenly this girl rises up on somebody's shoulders, and she's dressed all in white, and she's quite pretty. And then he just stands forward, and he's singing it straight at her in the middle of this crowd. And it was just this amazing moment when she can get away with it because that actually added to the moment. But these twats who were sitting on people's shoulders blocking everyone's views, you know, the flags have kind of become more and more every year. I remember when there were no flags in the middle of Glastonbury main stage. Yeah. And now it's, there's probably about 50 of them. Yeah. You know, and it does look pretty. You know, it does look all right. It's all that if you're at a festival, you can find your mates when you've gone for a piss. Yeah. And it's, that's quite yeah, handy. And it's, it's so people can see them on telly as well. Oh, look, here we are. We're stood under that red flag with the yeah, yeah with the massive cock on it or whatever. But um, standing on the shoulders, yeah, stop it. Mrs. Pablo sent me a meme, um, which, again, I'll post because it's very relevant. It said something like, for every pretty girl you see on, on somebody's shoulders, there's, there's a poor bloke there with a four-day-old disco fanny fermenting on the back of his neck. <laughs> Mate, there's another reason why <laughs> you shouldn't do that. <laughs> You've put Pablo... Yeah, yeah, we haven't talked enough about this. This is squirrels. No, sorry, this is seagulls eating squirrels. Seagulls again. You're obsessed, yeah, yeah. man. In the Independent, 
Um, the, well, actually, this was all over. This was all in the nationals. But somebody had filmed a seagull eating a squirrel, and I'll post it on on the page. But this, I mean, you wouldn't think a squirrel could eat us. You would have thought squirrels might be a bit bitey. They've got teeth, haven't they? I've seen a video so, of a squirrel you, necking a, a rat, which was bad enough, but a squirrel. No, no, a seagull eating a squirrel. Oh, what did I say? A squirrel eating a rat. <laughs> no, let me take that back. I've seen a video. No, I've seen a video of they a seagull meant. eating they, a know. rat. Yeah, but you think a mammal with teeth would definitely beat a seagull in a fight, wouldn't you? Was it alive? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, no, this was a dead rat. Oh, I say it was alive. I don't know. I don't know. I, I didn't... Well, I, I, we'll post the video. Are the seagulls taking over slowly? They might well be, might So they? the guy who's shooting them in the head needs probably a medal. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. I mean, they, they, they are like the cockroaches of the sky, aren't they? And they're, getting, they're definitely getting bigger. Cockroaches of the sky? Yeah, because they survive anything, don't they? I reckon if you come back in, in about 100 years' time, you'll see two things. You'll probably see seagulls taking over the world and you working as a fucking lollipop man. When I was, when I was working as a lollipop man at the weekend, yeah. uh, the, the skies were clear. There wasn't a bird in sight. Somebody dropped half a burger on the floor. Yeah. And there were about 15 seagulls suddenly, within seconds, oh, all over it. Did not get to it in time? <laughs> I wasn't hungry at the time. <laughs> Pablo, you've put British fucking sewing bee. I fucking have. Why? The sewing bee. So, on, like, decent slot. Right, since when has sewing been something that you should watch on telly? Since when has... Absolute bag of shite. Since when is sorry, two... I've got to call it. Yeah, but since when is two middle-aged men talking to microphones? Right, people been... can choose to listen to us. They can turn it off. If they like it, they can listen to it. And? And this, people are paying a licence fee for a prime-ish time show. They've actually put it on have at you... our expense. Have you... this, this isn't at anybody's expense unless you're a Patreon. Thank you, Patreons. Look, don't be contrary here. Don't be contrary. I know. I know you don't be. I'm priming myself. Sewing should not be a television program. Be. It's. Yeah. yeah, It's. it's, I mean, what next? I mean, fucking wiping your ass. Fucking championships. That's why it's called the sewing bee. A sewing. A bee is a competition, isn't it? You've got Sky, haven't you? No. Have you not? No, I haven't bothered Sky. Have you got? Have you got Freeview? Um, yeah, I guess so, yeah. I've got a smart telly. How many channels have you got, Pablo? Oh, I see where you're going with this. Forget fuck, Karen. No. Get, how, get... how many channels? Enough, right? And but have you this... got Netflix? There's, there's only five normal channels, right? And last night... <laughs> where were you coming from, absolute... 1980? No, there's five channels, which out of those five channels, right, you're meant to be at least getting something decent to watch on one of them. Last night... Babe Absolute. That, that's not been on for ages, has it? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> anyway, you, look, it's been superseded by the internet. I tell you what, the sewing bee won't be superseded by the internet. Nobody wants to see it. I mean, I will say it's got Sarah Pascoe on there, and she's lovely, right? She's a nice lady. And, but it's a bit like the uh, the Great British Bake Off, which, again, crackers. You'll be amazed how, how many that? people love that. It's crackers, isn't it? It's absolutely crackers. Putting a cake in the oven. 
Why is that, Telly? Take a leaf out of it's my book, Pablo. Absolute bonkers. But so in B, that properly takes the piss. That should not be a television programme. I tell you what, listeners, back me up on this because Kylie's looking at me, he's trying to compute in his little mind how to be contrary in a slightly no, no. amusing way. When really, in his heart of hearts, he knows that it's a bag of shite. No, because I said take a leaf out of my book. Don't watch telly. Pablo. Hey. Have a break. Don't watch bloody... Nobody's Sorry forcing me. you to watch that. I didn't say anybody's forcing me. Does that say people forcing me to watch the sewing bee? Do you watch... I've just said, but it's, I turned it over. Of course I had to, because it was shite. So you didn't even watch it? I watched a bit of it, and I thought, just really, out of amusement, it's like, how is this a television programme? Who commissioned... I mean, if you... If Alan Partridge sat across bloody Tony Hairs and said, uh, amongst all his monkey tennis and his... Uh, Tramps fighting in pub car parks or whatever it was, it's, uh, inner city sumo. If he'd if he'd said sewing bee, that still would have been one of the ideas that Tony Hairs listened to and didn't like a single one. Uh, you're, Crackers. You're really quite quite. It thin. shouldn't be a thing. You're scaring me now, Pablo. <laughs> It shouldn't be a thing. Fucking sewing. People bee. sewing. Crackers. Yeah. How was it telling? It's not a spectator sport. It's absolute. I mean, it's the kind of thing Keep that would have come on when I was a kid that your nana might have watched on BBC Two at about 10 o'clock on a Sunday morning. And you think that'd be fair enough because Sunday mornings are shit anyway. Why not just throw a sewing bee in with it, right? So, to put it on midweek at 9 o'clock I on think, a proper channel. I think you're going to be... A proper channel, absolute I think nonsense. you're going to be surprised at how much of a pull that's got. I, I, I'm surprised it even exists. It's, so, it's, it's a nonsense guy. So, man who doesn't like a program, switched it over anyway, complains. What's this pretty called? It's called Hellfire and Damnation. I picked the sewing bee. Well, there's a lot of things feel... we could put in here then that we don't do or don't like. We just haven't got, got to them. We, we, we did them all in one go. We'd be here forever and it'd be a long episode. It would. It would. The British fucking sewing bee. Yeah. It's not even the British sewing bee now. You've even added that in there. <laughs> yeah, I have, yeah. For good reason. It's going in, right? How could they make it better, do you think? By right. fucking stopping altogether. That by just not carrying on. Gosh. <laughs> You've put jazz. Yeah, that's shit, isn't it? <laughs> no, it's not, Pablo. Well, I'll tell you what, right... I- <laughs> I, I'm slightly contradicting myself because at the beginning of this pod, I mentioned I saw a jazz band. Yeah, and, and you really enjoyed them. Yeah. All right. Well, now we can I, move on. We can. I no, can. I, I, no, I tell you what, Kai. I'm going to make a point here. Freeform jazz. Freeform jazz. Yeah. Absolute toilet. There's a link there, Kai. We can play just a short section if we can, and then then we can decide if this is shit or not. Are you talking about this, Pablo? Yeah, it's complete toilet. This is absolute wanker central. I mean, what a fucking din. I mean, what what is the actual point of that? Yeah, yeah, you win that one. Shall we plug our gigs, Pablo? Let's do that. Have you got any coming up? I have. It, on the 8th of July, got the uh, at the Lord Kitcheners, and I mention this, seems like I mention this every week for about 
six weeks now, doesn't it? But mm. it seems to be working. We're nearly at sellout capacity. So if you if you want tickets for the 8th of Ju- Ju- July at the Kitchener's in support of the Lord Kitchener's Memorial Centre, giving uh, free accommodation to ex-servicemen and women, um, come and watch Danny Postal, Justin Banks, John Mann and Paul Ricketts WCBcomedy.com for more information on that and other gigs coming soon. Very nice. That's a worthy cause. You'll sell that one out. How many people can you get in that room? According to the committee, about 60. According to reality, about 100. Oh, committee. We're in between the two at the minute. All right, all right. Um, Tickets are still on sale. Get get your tickets before somebody somebody, somebody who's done a risk assessment works out that we've gone over the limit. If you're about on July the 6th, 7th or 8th, I've got Scott Bennett in Beckles and Chedgrave. That's good. I've got Tony Law in Chedgrave and Wingfield. And I've got Jerry Kay in Beckles as well. Shaftofwit.com. That's that, really. And then on the 15th, I've got Ian Stone, Kerry Marks, and Chris Norton Walker in Wisbeach. I've been making videos lately. Have you seen them? Yeah, I've seen them, yeah. The little music and images ones. They're very good, yeah. They're all right. I think they'll improve. Yeah. I think it's hard to know at what point people stop looking at videos. Are they five seconds in? Are they going to watch the whole thing? Are they actually going to get other people of... Uh, let's say Wingfield, going to watch it for 20 seconds. You know what you should do? That. You should do a little dance to camera whilst having the uh, uh, having the gig scroll up. A little dance to camera, yes. Like, like, like what those uh, comedians do. Them comedians. I mean, that works for them, doesn't it? They're a little sort of, you know, you're yes. a middle-aged guy. And and people love that. They like to see a middle-aged guy doing a wanky dance to camera. I don't know. I might, I'll wear a funny hat. I'll put some weird... Spectacles yeah, on or something. I wear pink suit or something. Maybe, something, something. yeah. So, yeah, something, mate, uh, something natty. Mate, thanks. Thanks yeah. for that. That's all right, yeah. Sure, go down well. I'm also going to do some gigs in August, uh, and so look out for those. But these gigs will probably, by the time many people have listened to this, they'll be done. Yeah. This is our final uh, section of the podcast, Pablo. Contrition. You've not put anything down. Yeah, I know. I've been sorry enough. Um, I'd like to apologise from last week's uh, podcast for contradicting myself. For contradicting yourself? Yeah. Oh, right, okay. Cause I you apologise to yourself when you contradict yourself. Well, I'm apologising to people out to there people. for, you know, any confusion. Because, for example, I said, oh, you know, when you go down the pub and you you were talking about politics... And I said, oh, when you go down the pub and you have a few pints, the wonderful thing is when you go home, you forget about it. And you said, said, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then a few minutes later, I said, I was chatting to a bloke down the pub who was talking absolute shit. And he's a bit of a dick. Who said that? Me. It was was something along those lines. Yeah, yeah. So clearly, you don't go home and forget about it. You do actually think that guy's a bit of a dick (laughs) after you've spoken to them. That's a contradiction, isn't it? That is a contradiction. Yeah, Yeah. but I mean, the world is... Full of uh, contradictions. Yeah, but I, I do it quite often. I'll say one thing when we're chatting, and then I'll prove my prove it complete nonsense. It, this after. is a, this is a cross you have to bear as a massive gobshite. Okay, thanks, mate. That's all right. Um, I mean, other, I'm used to it. The other thing um, I've put is about pissing on people's chips on social media. 
Oh. You know, sometimes I'll have a few drinks and I'll <laughs> Facebook drunk Facebook in. and I'll go on I'll go on TikTok or Facebook and I'll see something that I think well, that's a bit shit and I might just bring it to their attention. Oh, you're that guy. No, I might I might do that and then I regret it and then sometimes I've I've sent it and I'll think afterwards I think oh I'd like to take that back and then I can't find the video oh, or yeah. sometimes months later. A video will pop up and I'll go, oh, I might pop to the comments. And my comments at the top. Yeah, your drunken bad juju and I comment think, oh, is fuck, already there. Did I say that? And then yeah, I'll delete yeah, yeah. it. And I'm going to stop doing that. I think from now on. Stop drunk Facebooking. From now on, I'm going to um, be really nice on f- social media. Oh, are you? Yeah. I'm not going to say really horrible things that I'm going to regret later. Because they might come back to bite you. Might have said it before, on here, but... Since the pandemic, my use of social media is absolutely transformed. You're I not... just just got really fed up with getting myself embroiled in unnecessary discussions. Yeah, and but arguments. I do these drive-by, oh, I think that's a funny thing to add to this yeah. thread of comments. And yeah. actually, it doesn't add anything. It makes you sound like a bit of a dick. And, yeah, so I'm going to apologise to anybody that sees any comments from me that they think, well, that's not a very nice thing to say. Oh, well, that's, I think that's... You know what? I think that's might that might actually be your most sincere apology that you've ever come out with. Yeah, well, I might have a few drinks in a minute, and so oh, yeah, who knows yeah. what the fuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I swore a lot today, didn't I? You did. You were a bit yeah. of a sweary one. That's I'll, t- quite... t- I'll tell you what. Whilst we're just done contrition, let me get this out, out of the way. Sorry for swearing so much in this episode. Yeah. But we were, we were, in my defence, we were talking about jazz and the fucking sewing bee. Yeah, yeah, you have sworn a lot, actually, Pablo, and that's why we've got to put an E for explicit on our podcast. Pa- and that means that some countries aren't allowed to even publish it, like oh, India. I think you can get away with it as long as you don't swear too much at the beginning. I reckon we'd have a lot more... Uh, a lot more patrons from India, if you didn't swear so much. Oh, yeah. How many, how many, how many have we got? From India? Yeah. None. So, oh, yeah. Okay. We need, to, we need a female patron. And also a patron that is, doesn't actually know us. You know, somebody who actually has, hasn't worked with us or known us personally or always on, on our social media. There's people out there listening to this who we've never heard of. Well, I've got a friend request the other day from from a, a young lady from Great Yarmouth, and I wondered whether or not it might be um, a genuine one from this because people do look you up. Okay, but I don't know if you, if you do send a friend request because of this, I don't mind answering it, but I need to know who you are. So send a message and sort of say. Uh, yeah, I was. I had a, um, an interesting Hello. one. I was in the White Horse, and I was giving out flyers. Yeah, and the flyer had Scott Bennett and Tony Law on the front. Yeah, yeah. And I gave it to someone, and this complete stranger. I said, "Oh, I'll do the comedy," and she looked at. It, she goes, "Oh, are these the guys that do the podcast?" And I, that- I said, "No," and then I said, "Oh, what podcast?" They said, "Oh, the one where they takes the piss out of all the local people." And, oh. and I went, oh, well, I'm, I'm not quite sure it's that, but yeah, that's me. Uh, she goes, oh, I loves it. I loves it. I do. And I'm, I'm doing it in like a West Country accent. Yeah. But... Was she a fucking pilot? <laughs> <laughs> and her partner was there and she goes, oh, you're, yeah, yeah, you've got a fan base. And I, she'd never been to comedy and listens to the podcast. 
and loves it, she does. Oh, well, that's nice. Very nice. Let's uh, sign off this podcast. I've enjoyed that. Oh, have you? It's because you had a proper rant about yeah, the old sewing bee. And- oh, you know what? I feel a whole lot better for it. Honestly, I think it was a bit tense today. I wonder how it'll come across. I don't know. I don't know, but I'm but glad I did it. It was very really isn't cath- cathartic. It, the thing is, we're trying to get the lady listeners, isn't it? Isn't it ladies that do all the sewing? Yeah, well. they might, you might have upset them. No, oh, I mean, yeah, well. Well, oh, it's still shit. We've, you know, we've got to try and make mass appeal, and you've just alienated all the ladies that do the sewing. Your constant referencing to bumming, bumming as well. I don't think that helps. No, we get, we've got quite a few bummers. Have you seen the Patreon members? You are saying they're all bummers? That's um, you know you know when I said I'm gonna be better, a better man <laughs> just now. Ruined it again. Uh Pablo, let's sign off. That's been lovely for a, a Thursday afternoon. Patrons will get this on Friday and anybody else listening can go have it later on. Thank you for listening and uh oh let's uh Oh yeah. Goodbye everyone. Thanks, Pablo. Thanks, Kelly. It's been fun. Yeah, certainly has. Support Kai and Pablo by becoming a Patreon subscriber at patreon.com slash promotermouths.